and deeper into the awakening protocol as we go. This is going to be slightly different. This is off the cuff and it's not based upon research. It's a conversation I want to have with you about anxiety. The reason why I want to focus on this one this week is not just because it has presented itself in my life as a very relevant and timely lesson, but also because that my work is so wrapped up in this process of learning things weekly and then pouring them into the deeper dives or the awakening protocols or Awakening Infinity News, even the podcasts, that I came to realize that everything that happens to me, even if it seems like it's just a personal thing, it's just me, I'm just having a day or a week, that symbolically... If nature were perfect, it would align itself to where the lessons that I must learn, if I have a public voice, can be turned into some kind of medicine for others. And when it comes to anxiety, I've always found it weird. I take close attention to my diet, to my movement, to my behaviors, to my language, to my thought patterns what I believe is possible, impossible, likely, not likely, and so on and so forth, my views on the world, yada yada, and wrap this all up in a nice little bundle. And I feel that these things would happen to me in a way where the lessons that I learn, I should be able to find a way to turn it into something practical, useful, medicinal for the audience. And I want to start off with a story. You may not understand where it's going at first, but just remember the topic is anxiety. If you've been feeling anxiety, perhaps this is just the thing for you. I change up these animals. It's originally, I think it's a frog and a scorpion. Um, I change up the animal to a mouse for a reason that is more symbolic than anything. And this mouse needs to get across this river, and the mouse can swim. The scorpion cannot. So, the mouse needs to get across, and the scorpion says, well, can you let me climb on your back, and then you swim me over? And the mouse says, no, I don't think so. You could just sting me. He says, well, what purpose would I have to sting you if if you drown, I drown? And the mouse thinks about it and says, yeah, okay. Hops in the water, the scorpion climbs on top. They're swimming across this river, and there's so much significance to the river, right? There's all these beautiful songs like The River by um, Leon Bridges, where you dive into the river and come up and wash your sins down the Jordan. There's um, Alison Krauss down down to the river to pray. There's also the Humbling River by um, Pussifer, I think it is, Maynard's group from um, Tool. And so the significance of the river is really fundamental in this. There's a deeper significance to them having to cross a river. It's not a pool. It's not a pond where they can go around it. It's a river. 
even Pink Floyd's Endless River. It flows on and on forever and ever. But it also, to try and walk around a river, usually doesn't pay dividends for people. You'd probably die before you got to the end of it, unless you had food on your way. Now, the scorpion climbs on top and halfway across this river, the scorpion stings the mouse and the mouse starts to die. And in its last moment, it says to the scorpion, why would you sting me? Now surely you are going to die as well. And the scorpion said, I know, but it's in my nature. It's in my nature. I've heard a lot of people use this quote or this, let's say, um, parable, pointing at humans and what's in our nature, saying that we just have a certain form of our nature that you cannot transcend. And I disagree with this. A lot of people say that anxiety comes from an evolutionarily important part of our psyche. I would agree with that. The only thing is, is using your rearview mirrors to tell you where you're going in front of you isn't foolproof. Try driving like that. Yes, you may be able to understand what's happening by proxy, right? You're looking in the rearview mirror, it looks like the road just goes straight. But if you live predicting the future by only looking at the past and not using your intuition, you would come to say that we are doomed to repeat the same patterns over and over and over again. I also don't agree with that. I believe that humanity repeats patterns over and over and over again because there are many people who don't get it the first time, and yes, they die. But I do believe that we do pass on wisdom after we die. To what? I won't get into that. It's not the purpose of this. What I am saying is you can transcend anxiety, but it takes a process. And that process really doesn't rely on how good this process that I can talk about is. It relies far more on your ability to take the fundamental tools that I provide and run with them, add to them, remove them, treat it like open source code. You can do anything you want from that platform, including destroy the platform itself for you. You can start from the ground up. And actually, as a filmmaker, a lot of the times I'll write a script and then I'll trash it and then I'll start again and then I'll trash it. And it could seem like I'm going from zero to 100 to zero to 100 to zero, but really I'm not because after I go to 100 and I trash it completely, the memory of what was before, I know what worked a little, I know what won't work. So I don't really start at zero again. And in fact, because of that, the entire next zero to 100 is a transcendent zero to 100. The reason why I say we can't predict our future based upon our rearview mirrors is precisely for the fact that when people say that that scorpion must sting that mouse, it is in its nature, that we must be the scorpion. Herein lies the first issue with that. We're not scorpions, we're humans. So, oh, you're being too fundamentalist about the joke or about the, the parable, Ben. It's deeper than that, yes, but 
very flawed. So as correct as it could be being a parable, it's at least equally viable to say that it is also incorrect. And by saying that something is just in somebody's nature would violate the history of evolution, which is nature is always transcending itself. Now, when we look at other creatures, we're like, well, why did we get the awesome side of the stick and they got the, you know, the shitty end of the stick? You could say that. You could take a snapshot of where we're at right now in human history and say that. But I think we're in for a world of hurt in the coming decades because our concepts have convinced us that this is just what it is. We live at the top of the food chain and that's always going to be the same way. And I'm not saying that other animals are going to supersede that. What I am saying is that they live closer to nature. Our grid goes down, people are going to die because they've forgotten how to heat them heat their environment or feed themselves based upon the land. They need other people's grocery stores to go and buy things in very predictable aisles, right? The point, the the deeper insinuation that I'm getting to is anxiety is not inevitable. Here's the caveat. Anxiety is a messenger. And I do not believe this messenger goes away until you learn the lesson. 